in, ladies and gentlemen. I am Austin the Stash. This is Siza and the Stash. Parker is right across the desk from me. Parker, how are you doing? Good. Cats. Let's do it. Cats. I tell you cats. what. I came up with that logo with cat with a mustache just absolutely on the fly, and I really like it. It's bad that I like it so much, because when we actually like want to release shirts... Having a cat with a mustache, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's my favorite sports podcast. It's just a wild concept it, to me. When we came up with that whole picture, it was like, this doesn't work. This isn't going to work. We can't do this. <laughs> no, it works. It, it totally works. I, I like it. Yeah, cat it, with a mustache. It works there you go. until it doesn't. Yeah. It yeah. works until it doesn't. For but, the folks uh, not sure yet, cats, Siza, and the stash, it's an acronym. It's so an acronym. I just, I just needed, right to, there. needed to tell people in case they weren't weren't for sure. Siza and the stash. I yeah. know there are a lot of people that were very confused because they're like, why is it cats? Like, Siza is starting with an S, so I don't know no, why. No, it does not, actually. Yeah, to see. We went over this a couple episodes ago, whatever it was, yeah. Good oh, stuff. goodness gracious. Well, do we have one hell of a show for you today. We're talking, we got Husker Roundup, Kevin Warren, uh, huh. from what I've heard is bad at his job, and then... Juicy stuff there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we've got the story of a lifetime from uh, a one Michael Block. The NBA draft lottery has been decided, and of course, we'll finish up with our four you finds. Parker, are you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Episode four uh, of this uh, this podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it, and we get started with baseball. Husker baseball is heading to the Big Ten tournament as the number four seed. And what is the hope for Husker baseball? Here in the Big Ten Tournament, Parker Siza. Well, the four seed, yeah. They play the five seed Rutgers. They've not played Rutgers yet this year, so I think that's kind of a, a question mark, an unknown. Um, so, uh, yeah, Wednesday they take on their first game there at Charles Schwab Field in Omaha. At least they made it, right? Like, last year they didn't make mm-hmm. it. It was a massive, massive disappointment. Uh, this year they did make it again, four seed. So, uh, They're we'll, making we'll it take to the it. chuck. Yeah. We we're, we got to make the chuck, the chuck right, a right. thing. We got to <laughs> stop saying Charles Schwab Field. We it's the chuck. They've made See, it to the chuck. What I what I worry about that is like Charles Schwab's like a big financial institution. Do they uh-huh. do they like have like could they sue you if you know what I mean? I, you I don't want to give them ideas. You, I don't want to give them ideas. <laughs> but could they be like no no you are not calling this the chuck. We know. are Charles Schwab, a a respected financial institution. Right. We will not have our our namesake called the chuck. That's so right. That, that's that's maybe Slams because. It, it is such a uh, it's such a perfect name for a ballpark, but uh, so you wonder why it hasn't been uh, drummed up in the first place. And my theory is that's that maybe why that they're know. like you know no one's gonna know Charles Schwab if they call it the Chuck. The Chuck. Yeah, you're probably right. But anyway, hey. yeah, I'm I'm good to call it that yeah, on, on this yeah, podcast yeah. though, and then we'll and then we'll deal with Charles Schwab later. When yeah, they come when, after when us. they come after us. I also heard Max Anderson had a, a crazy season yeah. uh, and added a, a record to his total. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the dude's hitting 408, which think about that for a second. It is college baseball. Yes, but but 408 that's about it still 50%. Happen. 50% of the time you're on base. He's also hit uh, 21 total home runs on the year and 15 in conference play. No Big 10 player in uh, in conference history has ever wow. hit 15 home runs in a season. Actually, it did happen one time. There's a player that hit 19 home runs in conference play in 2020, but there were only conference games, so they don't count that because uh... there were a few extra conference games uh, that were played uh, in the conference only year of the COVID year. So, uh, if you don't count that, if you throw away that, there's an 
asterisk there. Certainly, Max Anderson is the only one to do it in the traditional schedule. So a huge accomplishment. He's been the star. Bryce Matthews as well has been a just a massive part of this team. And they played really well uh, this weekend against Purdue. I didn't get to watch any of it. Uh, it was on the streaming you know, Big Ten Plus, so it's hard to watch that. Uh, but saw the scores, and yeah, they lost one game, but won the finale and uh, needed that to kind of solidify themselves as a top-four seed, and they did that. So good on them, and hopefully a good week coming up here in Omaha for the Big Red. I think they need to win it all uh, to get to the NCAA tournament, so we'll see. So they'll prob- they'll take on Rutgers, who's yeah. number five, and then the winner takes on number one seed Maryland? Yeah, likely. Or likely. the eight seed Michigan State. Yeah, Maryland probably will win that. So uh-huh. it could be a Thursday night battle uh, with the uh, top-ranked Terps, which Nebraska got one game on them this year. Uh, they went one and two uh, down in uh, Maryland, I think, earlier this month. So we'll see what goes on there. And these are, it, remind me, because I'm not a, I don't watch uh, college baseball very much. Single elimination Double. turn? Double, Double elimination. Got it. Okay, so they got to beat the Terrapins twice. Yep. To move on. Yep, yep. Uh, so two o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, well, no, no, sorry, sorry, no. So um, it is it is bracket style. They don't have to beat the. Ter- they may have to beat the Terrapins. They twice. have to beat them twice. It's likely that if they beat them once, the Terrapins will come back in the tournament correct. And, and win. And correct. They will likely have to play them a second. Correct. Time. Correct. But- I am picking up what you're putting <laughs> down, Parker Siza. Speaking of putting things down, yeah. we have to put an end to the Nebraska softball mm. season. They made the regional final, but fell to Oklahoma State in the regional final 5-2. End of the season. Got to give them their flowers. It was a fun yeah. season. Well, and a good wrap-up, like like a good kind of a, a, a what, what's, what do you call like a, the thing at the end of a book? What's that called? Like a, uh, The epilogue? Sure, but... The, the final about, chapter. Yeah, something the, like that. The, 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 the ending the, thoughts. The, yeah. <laughs> the back leaflet of the jacket summary. The final sentence know. of yeah. the season was definitely this loss to Oklahoma State, but but like the final chapter was just that game that I, I did not see. I heard some of the highlights. I, I saw kind of what happened. They beat Wichita State in an elimination game, 9-8 to eight in nine innings, and it was a wild walk-off uh, win that Nebraska had. I think Caitlin Kaneda uh, hit the RBI single to win it, so th- that was kind of cool. They get to their first regional final since 2016. Uh, Ronda Ravel, of course, coached the team to a Big Ten title last year. Uh, they didn't do much in the tournament. They did a little bit more this year than they did last year, but uh, that, that's a very, very solid softball program that, that she's put on, and uh, good on them. Yeah, it's not, you know, you're not moving on. That, that's disappointing, but you make an NCAA tournament. That's kind of all you, you really, uh, you really. Should. You were in it. Yeah. The the Wichita State game, the, the elimination game was a ton of fun. Yeah. I, I was so I've been stuck at the Embassy Suites. I know stuck at the Embassy <laughs> yeah. Suites. You need to go into that story, but but anyway, oh we'll yeah, let yeah, you, we'll let you. very very quick. We do that. You know, recap of the so Austin doesn't have water in his house, yeah. and so now they got to bring a backhoe, dig up the piping system, and it's a whole thing. Luckily, insurance is like, hey, we won't pay for the work to be done, but because you can't live in your house because there's no water. We'll pay for you to stay at the Embassy Suites for a week and a half. I'm like, well, you win some, you lose some. Yep, yep. Basically, and the Embassy Suites has been taking care of me with free drinks and uh, Your own valet, right? valet yeah. parking. It's been really nice. I got to be honest. It's gonna be hard to go back to my house. <laughs> like, yeah, can we just stay? <laughs> Please, yeah. come on. It can't yeah. be that expensive. Um, but the when the game was going on, there were tons. So it was Shania Twain mm-hmm. this past weekend. It was state track, yep. it was state tennis, 
and it was graduation. And so that middle area where the bar is was packed this weekend. And when the Huskers were playing Wichita State in the in the elimination game, it was raucous <laughs> at the Embassy Suites. And the drinks were flowing, brother. Yeah. Let me tell you, people I, were having a good time watching Husker softball on TV. Can imagine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hey, Husker fans like watching te- their teams when they're, you know, actually having some success and, and actually doing well and competing yeah. and, and winning these games and regionals. Uh, some of the, the men's sports around NU should, should take <laughs> note on how some of these women's sports are just really excelling. Writing in journal. Win more yeah. often. Got it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> In hopes of winning more often, the Husker football team has a three-star commit. Uh, Daniel yeah. Kalen, mm-hmm. I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, we'll give go me, with that. Give me the rundown on Daniel Kalen. Daniel Kalen, uh, Bellevue West quarterback, three-star, seen as a player with a lot of upside. Given his athleticism, you know, you can kind of mold this guy if you, uh, you know, you're getting him at a time when he's in high school. He's very athletic. Maybe he's going to grow in his athleticism through college. So, and and from what we've heard with Rule, he likes guys like that. He likes guys that he can mold when he gets here into what he wants him to be. So that's kind of what this feels like, and it also feels like the play after Dylan Rayola. We don't. I don't think we touched on this last week because I think this news broke right after our podcast yeah. got over. But Dylan Rayola, the number one recruit in the country, a namesake in Nebraska, his dad. Dominic? I'm Dominic. losing track of the names yeah, yeah. now. Dominic Rayola uh, was a Husker great. His uncle, Donovan Rayola, is the offensive line coach at Nebraska. Thought maybe it made a lot of sense for Dylan, the number one recruit in the country, to come to Nebraska. He did not. He chose Georgia. Now this, I think, picking up Daniel Kalen for Nebraska is kind of that plan B effort. But it is interesting with the fact that Daniel Kalen was committed to Missouri, and he committed to Missouri, I want to say, a couple months ago. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like very recent. So he was kind of this Missouri guy. And then after this Rayola stuff, then on Friday, he decommits from Missouri. Saturday, he commits to Nebraska. So interesting. You can kind of you know read between the lines what you think happened here. Like, I mean, maybe it was Matt Rule telling this, this kid, Daniel Kalen, hey, listen, we've got a plan A here. we got to get this guy, Dylan Rayola. We really want to get this guy. He's the number one recruit in the country. He's a program-changing quarterback. But we think you're incredibly talented. We understand if you want to go to another school, try yourself out there. We get that. But we, we still want you here at Nebraska. And then after the Rayola stuff happened, maybe they go back to Kalen. And then, uh, you know, obviously... The rest is history. Yeah. He, he flips his commitment back to Nebraska. So I, I'm excited. You know, yeah, you had almost had a five-star quarterback in Rayla. Now you have a three-star quarterback. But this guy, Daniel Kalen, again, he's got a lot of athleticism, leads a really good Bellevue West uh, team. And, uh, you know, who knows? This could be the guy that Rule, Rule needs to mold into. I want to see a first-round draft pick here at Nebraska in the next five years of the quarterback <laughs> spot. Like, I want to see, you wow. know, when, when they talk about uh, Caleb Williams, like, he's going to be a, a top pick. You know, you get there's always, like, three or four quarterbacks. It's like, who's going to, you know, how's this going to shake out? I just want one of those for Nebraska. And maybe yeah. Rule can uh, can develop some of these guys. You know, it's possible. Knows. I mean, it's always good to see an in-state guy get the nod, yeah. you know. Yeah. And once again, Matt Rule doing the best job in the world when it comes to oh there's bad news coming Nebraska's way well let's let's lean in a little yep. bit on the that Nebraska lean I, I I give him credit for what what he's doing with all of the things when it comes to hyping up local guys 
constantly posting photos mm-hmm. of saying, I'm at this high school, I'm at this high school, I'm at this high school. Like, he's doing all the right things to keep the Husker faithful, faithful to him, yep. uh, especially. But an interesting thing that I saw pop up on my Twitter was the the conversation about Donovan Rayola. The idea that now it seemingly... What's the use of him anymore? He's what's a, the use of him? Yeah, the idea sure. is, yeah, is that yeah. you know the offensive line hasn't been this stellar group of guys, haven't been the pipeline that we mm-hmm. want them to be. We kept you on to make sure that your nephew comes here. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do that. Yeah. Do you think that there's some validity to that statement. No, because I don't think that was all of it. I don't think they kept him on here solely. It was like, like Matt Rule sat him down when he's mm-hmm. when he just got the job. It's like, listen, we're keeping you for one reason, one reason only. You're getting your nephew to come here. I don't want to say that was it because I think I think Donovan Rayola was given a, a pretty tough situation. You know, he came from the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears as the assistant uh, offensive line coach. He had been uh, around college football before. Would he go to Wisconsin? I think he was yeah. uh, a player at Wisconsin uh, uh, back in the day. And you know, but but came to Nebraska with that sort of family. Con- I mean, the Rayolas are a popular name around Nebraska, so yeah. was given the job because of that. And you did. He, he was just given an unwinnable circumstance with, with a team that we're not going to go into the, the pitfalls of the Scott Frost era. We certainly can do that. It would take us a few hours to go into <laughs> all of the, the terrible things that, that kind of happened. Um, yeah, but specific, anyway, but, but, but we got to zero in on is Donovan Rayola a guy that brings benefit to yeah. the Huskers? Because from... I think the jury still has to be out. Because how many years has he been here? One. He's been here one, one year. One. And do you even want to count do his you, first year? It's a great question. Do you even want to count it? So I don't know. So giving him the grace of, of giving him another year, <laughs> some of these new guys that are coming in, see how they get coached up. If the offensive line is trash this year, how, how much grace do you give him? Right. You know, because if, if the offensive line is the weakest part of this team come the fall, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. he didn't get his nephew, and he can't coach an offensive line. Yeah. Which, I want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. I want him to succeed. But I can see, I, I'm seeing the headlines down the road, and it's not looking good for Donovan. Keep that in mind. Yes, I'll keep that in mind if the offensive line does not look good this year. Uh, that that his job certainly could be at stake. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm, in, I'm also... Also interested if Dylan Rayola never decommitted from Ohio State. Let's just say that that sure. never happened. Yeah, uh, back in whenever that was, like September when he yeah. decommitted, I think. But um, if it never happened, would uh, and he was still committed to Ohio State while Rule was developing his coaching staff, would Donovan have still been around? I I don't know. I don't. That that's an interesting. Maybe, but maybe he sold him with his coaching abilities, and, and Donovan seems like a. a do I have the right Rayola Donovan? Yes, I yeah. do. He's, Donovan seems like a, a yeah. really good coach. Players just really seem to like him. So uh, I, I we'll, we'll just have to see. I don't, don't we know. We will have to see. Yes. Indeed, that's going to do it for the Husker Roundup. Yep. But we are going to stay in the Big Ten because I. So I didn't hear about this story. You came charging into my office, and, dude, and you were like, I "You have this. to hear this," and and uh, we were like, "Save it for the podcast. Save it yeah. for the podcast." You have a a. a not a clip. You have a phrase from the article, yeah. how an unfinished TV deal led to an unexpectedly hectic first month for the new Big Ten commissioner. 
What? Yeah, Pete Thamel of uh, ESPN.com broke this story yesterday about Kevin Warren, who uh, was the commissioner of the Big Ten. When you heard about Kevin Warren, I'm sure it was like, you know, this is the guy he brought back college football during the pandemic, yeah. right? There was that whole thing after, like, pushing back against mm-hmm. what Nebraska and Ohio State players wanted. There was that whole thing. Uh, but, you know, Kevin Warren was seen as a very popular Big Ten commissioner after maybe the most popular commissioner of all time, Jim Delaney. Uh, certainly, yeah, one of the... You, there's probably books that are going to be written about how good uh, his tenure was uh, as a commissioner. Well, he obviously, uh, Warren, left to go to the Chicago Bears, and yeah. they hired a new guy, Tony Petiti, as the new commissioner. And in his whole opening speech, he, he outlined four priorities for his role as the next commissioner. One, integrating USC and UCLA into the Big Ten Conference. Uh, two, exploring the new media rights deal for the expanded college football playoff and a focus on the issue of name, image, and likeness. And then the last thing was prioritizing a massive television contract worth $7 billion. Well, right. recently, schools found out that uh, they're going to have to pay back Fox Television $40 million because, according to sources, Warren delivered this NBC for the Big Ten football title game package in 2026 without the full authority to do so. Uh, This all unfolded under the complicated backdrop of the Big Ten Conference, not actually controlling the rights to the inventory of its latest deal. The Big Ten Network does, which is majority owned by Fox. So they were selling the Big Ten Championship to NBC for 2026 when they didn't have the authority to do that. They also, schools also found out they're going to have to pay $25 million total for a deal to pay Fox back for the lost revenue in 2020 from the football season, which was in some fine print. And there's tens of millions of dollars of value from this NBC primetime deal because primetime night games. In November, I don't know if you knew this, there's been a uh, always a policy in the Big Ten to not play night games after the first week of September. There's multiple reasons for that. Campus campuses, you know, it gets darker up in the north part, so they, they want to keep they want to keep day games. So it's just always been a tradition. Many schools like Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State do not still want to do night games in November if they don't absolutely have to. Well, NBC didn't know that. I think they thought that, you know, you're, we're selling this primetime deal, so it's going to be uniform. And, yeah, if Penn State and Michigan State are playing on November 19th, uh, they're going to have to play at night because this is our package. This is how it works. And then, you know, obviously now the new commissioner is trying to balance that because some of the schools won't want to do that. So it sounds like Kevin Warren Whoa. was very unprepared, or uh, well, maybe prepared, but did not finish the job here with this whole TV Leaving rights a crap deal. sandwich for the next guy. And, and it's also having schools like Nebraska pay some money back to these uh, television companies that, uh, yeah, like uh, they have to pay $40 million back to NBC. Uh, these are what all Big Ten schools are finding out. $40 million back to NBC or $40 million back to Fox and then $25 million and back to that's, NBC. That's not small chump change no. lying around nope. here. That's big time mm-hmm. money that every school is is having to give back. I mean, Nebraska... Nebraska makes money. Nebraska, when it comes to football, has the right to print money when it comes to football. And even with volleyball and all these other things. Like, Nebraska is going to be fine yeah. paying these sort of things. But then there are the smaller. Yeah, like there's this, the Rutgers. There's yeah. the. Uh, you know, and I, Rutgers could, may have a lot of money. I don't know. But, but, but uh, like, something like this could cripple a school yeah. that doesn't make money mm-hmm. on sports, mm-hmm. that does it for the publicity and all that sort of stuff. That yeah. This is the kind of thing that could cripple a team cripple a, a university for years and this is incredibly irresponsible i i am just floored that this 
not like it would. I'm trying to. I I can't even like wrap my mind around what what I'm trying. It's wild that Kevin Warren, who a lot of people, you said a lot of people remember loved. Kevin Warren as as loved. Yep. I remember my time, Twitter timeline in 2020 hating Kevin Warren yep. because he's anti Nebraska. Yep. He is a guy that Nebraskans have hated because of all of the COVID stuff. Add in this now, he just pieces out and leaves the Big Ten the bill. And is like, all right, cool, deal with it. This guy sucks, yep. dude. It's interesting. It is really, really interesting. I just want to close out some more quotes from this article. Yeah. Uh, it says, interviews with nearly a dozen sources in and around the Big Ten and the college sports industry paint a picture of Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner, sprinting to navigate the details uh, left from his predecessor. And this all needs to be figured out by the next football season, this uh, upcoming wow. football season. So they are, uh, this is like is some this big, the big end money. Of, like, is, this the, like, is this the rest, uh, is that as much as Nebraska is going to have to pay. I don't know. I, they, like, I don't know about that. They, yeah, they don't yeah. go in and say that they they could owe more mm-hmm. money or anything like that. I mean, wow, yeah. man, it's you, interesting. You want to talk about leaving your job and just saying, "All right, <laughs> good luck." I wonder what his two week notice was like. I don't think there was one. I think Kevin Warren was like, "All right, Big Ten uh, stuff's on my desk. Hope you can yep. figure it out." He's got like sticky notes everywhere. He's got an IOU on the wall. One executive assistant was like, "What's this uh, TV right?" No, 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 no. see you guys. Uh, Who wants pizza tomorrow? My last day tomorrow. Wants pizza. (laughs) Not talk about the rights deal. Yeah, that's bad. Goodness, it's It's all kinds of bad, dude. So good luck, Mister Petiti. This, uh, like, this sounds like a job I would not want (laughs) to be a conference commissioner today. Absolutely not. I mean, I thought that it was bad. When COVID hit and they had to make all these decisions yeah. of like, you know, oh, the, you know, we got to protect the kids, but we got to make money. We got to blah, blah, blah. And, oh, man, this, that's tough. That's tough decisions. <laughs> this is way worse because none of this is tough decision. This is just stuff you have to deal with first week on the job. If you're a if you're a Big Ten a, a fan of a Big Ten school and you're a fan of the Chicago Bears, are you like freaking the, <laughs> freaking out right now? Like, what yeah, is he absolutely. gonna? What is Kevin Warren gonna do with Justin Fields now? Is the court like? Is he gonna completely trash him down now? Is this just gonna? Is he gonna run the Chicago Bears into the ground like like? And <laughs> he did Warren not. Let, is... Let's be a little fair. He did not drive the Big Ten into the ground. Yes, he made a, a really really weird yes. a, a very it, it, what it sounds like from Pete Thamel's reporting in ESPN.com a. Uh, a an unfinished part of his job that's costing mm-hmm. schools money. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, this is, uh, this is crazy. He's going to do the same thing. To I can't wait for Kevin Warren to leave the bears in three years and be like, also, by the way, seven of your picks are going to the lions. I just want to make sure you know that guys on my way out. Yep. yep. Goodness. <laughs> uh, real quick, because I'm not normally the one behind the board. What is the button that I have to press to make things play out of this? Um, out of the computer. Let's see here. Is I think it it's the PC. Or is it? Yeah, it's Adobe. 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 Yep. Right, cool. Getting ready for the next segment where we are talking about what many people are calling just the most heartfelt story in all of sports. We are talking about Michael Block uh, at the PGA Championship the this Rudy weekend. The Rudy of golf. The Rudy the, uh, of golf. I love the that. The real Rocky story going yeah. on in, in Rochester, New York the other day. I, yeah. I, so... We all know that, Parker, you're the golf guy. Mm-hmm. I just saw a couple clips of this on TikTok as I was scrolling, and it was like, Michael Block is this incredible, heartfelt story. So from my understanding, 
Michael Block is a PGA golf pro, so he like he he isn't like a professional golfer in the sense mm-hmm. of like a Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods. He is a guy who works at a golf course, yep. and he ha- was able to play enough and and win enough to get to the PGA Championships as a PGA golf pro. He played well. Mm-hmm. He didn't win it. No. But he played well, and he hit some incredible shots. He played alongside Rory McIlroy in the fourth round, and he hit a, an incredible just dunk ace yeah. hole in one. We actually have the yeah, audio play that, for that. Play the yeah. clip of Let's, Michael Block hitting this hole in one. The fairy tale story gets better. That's him after you can hear him right there. Rory, did that go in? He's like looking to Rory and he's he's completely flabbergasted and amazed. Uh, I mean And they were weeping and crying in the streets of Rochester, New York. It was it was their hero. Uh, the the guy was the most popular player that entire week and, and and he wasn't even like one of the tour pro i mean it, it's it was a it was an awesome awesome he's story a hometown guy not a hometown he, guy no no not a no, hometown not guy. A he, hometown he's from guy. he's from uh i don't know originally where he's from but he teaches professionally in uh southern california so gotcha. he's uh, my apologies mission viejo i think is is where he's originally from michael block has played in seven PGA championships before he's never made the cut in one of them. Okay. And uh yeah, I mean he just kinda he made the cut this week. He shot seventy for the first three days, which was even par, so he was even par <clears throat> excuse me, after the uh the the first three rounds and then going into the final round paired with Rory McElroy and he just had a great reaction, be like, Oh yeah, you're playing with Rory McElroy in, in contention of a major championship tomorrow and uh just he he was just living a fairy tale for the entire week and Somebody asked me too. It's like, wh- what other comp? Like, is there another comp for another sport? And I, and I thought of two things. I thought one, it'd be like if a, uh, if like a teenage driving, like a, a driving instructor who teaches teenagers goes uh-huh. on to like place fifteenth in like the Daytona five hundred, or like the, <laughs> or like a, like a, uh, like a fifty year old like judo coach mm-hmm. entering competition. But judo, like if you if you teach like, you know, mixed martial arts or something, you probably probably already you, a black you're probably belt. already like well versed in competition. But it'd be like yeah. that if he was a coach or she was a coach and ended up getting like in the semifinals of some tournament, you know, major, major type tournaments. So it was like uh I guess those are the things that, that it compares to. It was still it was incredible to watch. The thing that bugs me a little bit about it is Michael Block is a very good golfer. He, uh-huh. He's been a great, awesome golfer for probably 30 years of his life. It's not that unheard of to to just have a great, magical four days and, and do this and, and play really well. It, it's just it, what, what just gets me about all Whoa, of this is just the, what gets me about all of this is just how much this just made people go nuts and just weep and cry and like, what? oh, my goodness, this is so amazing. This is the coolest thing. I was just like, Why are come you on, we've seen on these the stories everyman. before. We've seen these stories before. You elitist SOB. Are you kidding me? Just wait till <laughs> we get to March Madness and I'm like. 
Uh, <laughs> the underdog, get them out of here. I don't want to see the St. No! Peters or the Loyola Chicago's. Oh get them out of here. Gosh. I want the teams that can win the title winning the title. Why? Why? <laughs> Why do you hate just the, the every man? Parker, it's I don't know bit, if you know this. It no, it's it's not a bit. You know <laughs> it. it. Down in your, no, in your heart of hearts, you're like, no, I am an elitist. I want the... No. Why? Like, but You have a why? slight point there. In my heart of hearts, that is what I mean, but I do stretch it out. Parker, <laughs> you're an everyman. You, yeah. you, like, you, you, this would be like you getting a call from ESPN being like, listen, we need someone to cover the, the PGA Tour, oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I was going to go, I was going to go down <laughs> go a route a that you lighter. really, it's the one that you really like. <laughs> yeah, if sure. they need, if they're calling one of us for the Super Bowl, then they have way bigger problems, you know, but they, they, they're like, you know what? Oh, Parker Siza, I heard you call the, the, the Columbia, the Columbia. What the heck? Columbia. <laughs> the, the college, the. Oh, Concordia. 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 <laughs> you, they heard Close. your Concordia call yeah. that won you an award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, Parker Siza, we need you for this. The Denver Nuggets yep. taking on the Miami Heat in the, in the NBA Finals. We need you. Be a great story. And you come in and you give the call of a lifetime. And you, you are sitting there going, wow, this opens up so many doors for me. This is great. And no. It's, then I come in and say, well, who cares, Parker yeah. Siza? Who gives a who damn? Who really does? Who gives a damn about you, Parker Siza? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm yeah. so annoyed with you. Oh, come on. Come on. It's just not for me. It's not, it's not all Happiness for me. Happiness isn't for you? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> Watching it's not other people succeed isn't for you? It's not that. It's everything that follows. So now uh-huh. Michael Block is in a PGA tournament next week. He gets, yes. to, he gets to play in the Charles Schwab. Speaking of Charles Schwab, by the, the way. The Chuck. The Chuck Challenge down in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> That's uh, even better. He gets an automatic invite into the PGA Championship next year. Uh, all of that. I, I love the story. Can we please stop talking about it? <laughs> Can we please stop? <laughs> It's over. It's, it's over. over. He, it's he, got, he tied he for fifteenth. He tied for fifteenth. Two hundred. What did he make? He made two hundred. That was three hundred k. I thought he made three hundred thousand uh, for tying for fifteenth. Two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. Two eighty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for this one, his lifetime total yeah. is over three hundred thousand. Yeah. But he made he made two hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars. He in in one weekend. He even talked about because he's a he's an instructor. So his rates uh, before this week were one hundred sixty dollars for an hour. You could go down mm-hmm. to his golf course in Southern California and get taught by this guy for one hundred sixty dollars for one hour. Uh, those are probably going to skyrocket. Pretty, I would pretty imagine so. so. Good. That's that, that is that is the awesome part. Is it's that it's giving him notoriety, things. and you're in turn like more people are going to want to go to his golf course. That's good mm-hmm. for the business. That's good for his business. Good for golf in general. So it's a net positive for everything. It's a net birdie uh, for everything here. But uh, but you know, just, you've heard so much about him. We don't like, need the whole. Because, re- we don't need to make him Rudy quite yet. Sure. You know, we don't. We don't. It doesn't doesn't need to be that. So yeah, anyway, I get you, and I, I can it. imagine that your Twitter, your TikTok, your all of your timelines, because you're a golf guy, you're seeing this a hundred times yeah. more than I'm seeing mm-hmm. it. So I, I I get I to I know I was mean. I get it. I get it. If we're I, if I'm not if, ESPN is still running this story on Wednesday. I'm yeah. going to be like, come on, come guys. on, we're done. Come yeah. on, we get it. He's, yeah. he's a good guy. 
and good things happen to good people. We're all very happy. There's got to be something else to talk about. I can't wait till we get into to other stuff. I I'm I'm just not an underdog guy. I'm really like they're fun. How are you not they're an fun underdog for a little guy? while, and then and then I just kind of like the St. Peter's thing in March Madness two years ago. You are you know, a Yankees like, fan too? Like, no, like... no, 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 not not at all. Uh, Royals actually. So I mean, technically, but Royals or Rockies, one of the two. Um, so very so far wait, so from, from the, rooting for the norm. I want to dig into this just a little bit okay. more, just because like the because everybody loves an underdog. Yeah, absolutely, everybody wants to cheer for the guy who doesn't have a I, chance. I, do I don't want him to win because it's how is that legitimate? How is it? You how is win, that You play to win the yeah. game, yeah. and he's got a chance to go in and win the game, beat Goliath, all that sort of stuff, and that doesn't some, just get you no, jazzed. Some up. teams get really hot at, at a great time and and oh. fool people around a little bit. St. Peter's, um, uh, who else made runs recently? Whoever else made runs the, in the NCAA the entire tournament? The NCAA tournament. The this Michael year. Blocks of the world. You know, they they just uh, they're they're so fun in the moment, but then you pull back the curtain, realize. This isn't, you know, these aren't the great, you know, the great teams are the the Dukes and the North Carolinas or the Rory McIlroys or the Brooks Kevkas, you but know what I mean? they've already won. They've already done the I thing. Know. What's I don't so great it. about doesn't that? Doesn't do it for me. Just doesn't do it for me. G- give me the... <laughs> I'm floored. I'm... I'm hurt. Why am I? Why am I feeling this well, way? You don't need to. It's a bit. It's a bit. Come on. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. He's trying to save himself. He says, "No, no, no." Twitter can't be mad at me if I say if it's a bit. Uh, so the NBA draft lottery yeah. happened. <laughs> the NBA draft lottery happened. Uh, the Orlando Magic are going to get two picks in the lottery: the sixth pick and the eleventh pick. That only matters to You're me because Orlando I'm Magic, yeah. big Orlando Magic guy. They've got the best young roster in the NBA, and I'll say it with my damn chest. Mm. And uh, they, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, they'll get two more hot young guys. I think their entire team is under the age of 24, if I remember the stat right. Do you remember the Orlando Magic player, Hidu Turkoglu? Absolutely. Remember, this is my, one of my favorite players ever. He's I don't know great. Why. He just looked like, uh, looked like a Russian mobster. You yeah. Know? Just... <laughs> Gosh, that guy was awesome. <laughs> that he guy knew Turkaloo. So when they, good. When they were in the finals, played L.A. Right? Yeah. So it was like Turkaloo and um. Uh, it was Shaq. Turgaloo, no, Shaq. Shaq wasn't on that team. No, no, what? no, 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 no. That wouldn't have been Shaq. That, wasn't? We're talking. We're talking like two thousand, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh, you yes, so there, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, like yeah, that yeah, Rashad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rashad, yeah, Rashad guy. I can't yeah, remember. Rashad, um, uh, uh, there was uh, was that Penny Hardaway? No, I'm still I'm still Maybe. way back in the day. Maybe. I'm still going way too far back. Yeah, you're going nineties. No, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You're going Gundy. like Shaq with like the genie and the uh, yeah, the genie um, Shaq. Uh, Van Gundy stuff. was the coach in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I actually have uh, Van Gundy's uh, phone number in my phone oh, from wow. my time in Orlando. Heck yeah, should call him sometime. Yeah, give him a Be call like, here. Hey, hey coach, coach, coach Van Gundy. By the way. Which would it was Jeff or Stan? Stan. So Stan's the SBG, bigger one. Yeah, Stan's the yeah. bigger one on on TNT. So yeah. they have Stan on TNT doing the conference finals, and they have Jeff Van Gundy on ESPN. What what, is, <laughs> what do the Van Gundys have on the NBA? Like they, like they, do they have are, to have something. Yeah, like you better like there's some dark secret, and it's like well mm-hmm. we'll sh- we'll shush about it if we'll we can both be on the conference final call. We both can be on the conference final calls and also have the opportunity to coach once every yeah. six years. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you keep this flowing, something going on. We're there. keeping it hidden, brother. Where yeah. are the bodies, Garth? Where are the bar- yeah. bodies? Yeah, where are the bodies? 
Um, but the NBA draft lottery, the San Antonio Spurs win the Webanyama yeah. sweepstakes. Uh, Victor Webanyama, of course, French national, seven foot two. Kid needs a sandwich, but he's apparently a pretty good ball player. <laughs> he's, he's skinny. <laughs> he's skinny. But uh, they're saying genera- I, I saw generational talent. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, I think, they, mm-hmm. during the draft lottery, he said something about how there are scouts telling him that this guy were, is going to be a generational type talent. We'll be looking at him in that light by his third year in the league. So wow. I don't know if you've seen this guy play much. It's hard to because, you know, he does play overseas. Mm-hmm. He does play professionally in France. And you know, he is like, I think, 21, maybe 20. So he is mm-hmm. like a little bit older a little than bit a older. lot of these guys that yeah. go into the NBA just after one year of college or two years of college. So, uh, yeah, but uh, seven foot two, he plays basketball like a point guard at seven foot two. He could slash to the rim. He could shoot the three ball. Uh, this is this is a scary guy entering the entering the league, and I'm I'm excited to watch him. He goes to the team that is so prototypical, like international, you know that that type of basketball yeah. to the San Antonio Spurs. He'll join uh, where his uh, former Frenchman Tony Parker uh, <laughs> went to the San Antonio Spurs, played for Popovich, won a few mm-hmm. NBA titles. Manu Ginobili, obviously an Argentinian uh, who uh, was uh, my, I said Hidu Turkoglu, one of my favorite players. <laughs> Manu Ginobili is probably my favorite basketball player ever, and then uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's up there too, but yeah, uh, he's I used to watch Tim Duncan highlights before. For like high school basketball games, because yeah. they tried to channel Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what better guy to to channel uh, as a high schooler? You're like, I'm going to do the fundamentals yep. well. I'm gonna because it, it's not flashy. Like for the guy who's who's watching Kobe highlights, he's like, I'm going to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be dunking the ball. I'm going to be going crazy. And then he shoots 0 for 27, yep. and your team loses by yeah. 30. Okay, no, no, no. Parker Siza watching Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan knows when to pass the ball. Big rebound guy. Big offensive rebound guy. Right. Too bad he only lasted a couple years in high school, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. Six foot three, hundred forty pounds, soaking wet. Soaking wet. wet. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. I was a wrestler. I did. I was. I. I was watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then I got here. I'm like, where are the chairs, man? <laughs> How it works. That's not how this works. But uh, along with the San Antonio Spurs getting this guy who maybe he turns into a generational talent. He's with Popovich, too. Like Greg Popovich. That does make it even bigger because Pop is such a a great coach. He doesn't have anyone else on the team around him. That's for damn sure. But, you know, he's going to be a good player. San Antonio is, is the kind of team that will pick up other guys. That San Antonio is the type of team that players want to go play at. Interestingly enough, some of the teams that tanked didn't win this lottery. Some of the like, yes, the Spurs tanked. Mm-hmm. They have absolutely nobody on their team. Mm-hmm. But the Bobcats. Yep. The Bobcats. What sure, year is Hornets. it? <laughs> what freaking year is it? What is happening? The yeah, Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets won yesterday. So do the Montreal Expos in baseball. <laughs> And uh, and the Seattle SuperSonics tonight—they right. take on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but the the Hornets don't get a high draft pick. Yeah, uh, Michael the, Jordan, uh, owner there, yes. missed out on a the, great it, player. Just the teams that seem to be lesser didn't make us didn't even get a chance. And 
it used to be that the NBA lottery had the ping pong balls yep. and they did it live yep. and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And now it's all hidden behind Ooh. a sealed envelope. And I am a man who loves a good conspiracy <laughs> theory as much like as much as the next guy. You want to talk about flat Earth? I won't believe it, but I'll listen, brother. Okay. When it comes to the NBA, how easy it mm-hmm. would be to fix teams, mm-hmm. not even not necessarily to fix games, because I, I don't think any professional sports league fixes games. No. The idea that the NFL is scripted is garbage. But the idea that they can put the teams that have the biggest fan bases in the best position to win, that feels legitimate. That feels like a real thing the NBA can do to sway people in certain directions. And that's what this kind of feels like with San Antonio and Pop yeah. getting the best player in the draft. People are people were not, and, and I, I don't know how long it's been since they've did the ping pong balls live and you actually got to see, uh, it, it, it's, I think it may have been a couple years. I don't think this has been the first year they've done it, but it definitely does raise those question marks about, yeah, did, did, did this happen behind? closed doors did was there an auction like did uh, adam silver stand up there with a gavel and be like all right we got win banyana uh let's go start the bidding off at 40 million 40 million going here for 45 45 we got spurs at 45 40. I'm, I'm curious i'm curious now i wish they would go back to the live ping pong ball so because that creates more drama and suspense and and then people aren't having these kind of conversations right. the next day absolutely so. it, do, it does kind of ruin that sort of thing um it Wikipedia is not telling me jack about the ping pong balls. About the ping they pong used balls. to do. I remember as a kid watching that when they do the lottery, it all happened right there. And uh, I, they, yeah. they definitely got away from that the past couple of years. And I just I don't remember when that was. Of course, they, they probably say there's probably I think writing it was 2019. Some, maybe because I, I feel like Zion was like the yeah. last pick that had the ping pong the, ball. There's probably ceremony. writing. There's probably in writing. They go, yes, we did this in front of these witnesses. And, and of sure. course, it's all. But, you know, how yeah. Yeah, but really it's all know? NBA people. How do you really know? I mean, come on. I Saying mean, all of that, I'm super excited for Wimbenyana in uh, in San Antonio. I just think it's that's going to be that's such a perfect spot for him, and uh, we'll see how it works. He's got Popovich can coach ten more years now if he wants to. Absolutely. Everybody thought he was going to retire pretty soon. Not nope. anymore. He'll be around ten more years. That's right. Couple more. So. Couple more. Uh, <laughs> a couple more NBA Finals victories for Pop. That's yep. that's what we're all. By here the way, for. the uh, NBA Finals horrible. Just three zero, or excuse me, NBA uh, Conference Finals. They're, they're, both, both of them three zero. Miami's yeah. up three zero on the uh, bo- on my Boston Celtics. That's been so <laughs> tough uh, to just watch the Celtics quit. Watching uh, right Jimmy after Butler cook, baby. Yeah, oh, I love Jimmy Butler. Love Jimmy Butler, but I can't. It's it's hard to watch the Celtics. Uh, see what they become. And then uh, the Nuggets, 3-0 over the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think people are kind of surprised at that. I think most people thought LeBron, even though yeah, Lakers 7 seed, Nuggets 2 seed, Nuggets clear favorite, people I think still thought LeBron would like get his team to, you know, show yeah. out. Like, He's like, still LeBron. How the Cavs, like, I would say the Cavs of 2016, this is tough, but... They certainly didn't have like the Anthony Davis or, sure. or some of the didn't players. The, the they barely power. had anybody. They had an amazing LeBron James, a little mm. bit of Kyrie Irving, obviously like Kevin Love mixed in there too. Sure. But uh, LeBron carried that team uh, to, mm-hmm. to the championship. Thought maybe you'd do that with the Lakers. That's not turning out to be the case. But the Nuggets, uh, looks like Nuggets Heat 
I suppose for for the NBA Finals. For, I'm excited. I love the Nuggets. I, I do too. Like they Jokic, aren't they aren't yeah. my team, but I think the Nuggets are a fun team to yeah. watch. Michael Porter Jr. You, not passing the ball is my favorite <laughs> thing on the planet. I absolutely love it. Uh, and the Heat they're are the, the underdogs. They don't have the they don't have a championship. You know, they're, they're like exactly it's like it. an underdog story. Uh-huh, is it sure? One hundred percent. That's right. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't call the Heat underdogs. No. Like the Heat. These are two really solid teams yeah. that it makes sense why they're in the finals. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I th- I'm excited to watch. I'm excited for Come it. Here. But that does bring us to the end of the show, which means it's time for the For You Finds Baby. Uh, Parker, are you bringing anything to the table? This you week know, for the four you find. I don't think I am because I I've been logged off TikTok for the last like couple of days. I, I haven't I haven't even opened the app since maybe like Thursday or Friday. What you last been watching week. instead? So, uh, well, I was I was back home over the weekend. My mom just retired uh, from teaching thirty five years at St. Agnes Academy. So great for her. She had a retirement party. So I was back there golfing and how many uh, years doing that? Thirty five. I think 35 years. 35 so, years of teaching. That's right. That's, that's right. awesome. Second grade teacher. So, uh, yeah, she's done there. And then uh, just went back to golf. Um, you know, a lot of it's a six and a half hour drive back mm-hmm. to where I'm from. So, yeah, you know. You were saying that you were very excited about Succession. Because I, I haven't <laughs> seen the show, but, but I have heard just incredible things about it yeah the uh the penultimate series finale uh, the penultimate episode was series finale, series like it, finale. It, yeah, it, it's it ending. ends yeah, it's ending uh the next episode uh so they had the penultimate um show uh on sunday night and uh yeah it's uh you you do you know anything about what, what succession nothing about? I, I i think let me tell you what I think succession yeah, is about no, do this i think succession is about a rich family seat with like that owns a company and the children all suck they're all horrible and they're trying to figure out who gets the big rich family company at the end yep that's it yep you nailed it the thing yeah is it it it. funny is it serious what is it it's funny and it's serious and there's no action to it like like, that probably bores people like there's no car chases there's no like Uh real action no fight scenes no nothing everything is dialogue and uh, uh-huh. it, it just makes you like I I don't know this this is kind of a uh, maybe you like likened to these kind of mm-hmm. series on television maybe you're not but uh, if you just pay attention to the dialogue and you really listen to what the show uh, creator Jesse Armstrong kind of made it's just like it's so fascinating and and the way he's created these characters uh, the Roy family which uh, yes you're right it's a, a patriarch uh, Logan Roy uh, is um, you know is the head of this company you can draw comparisons to rupert murdoch who owns the fox corporation uh you can draw comparisons to other billionaires that jesse kind of took and made into this character and his family and uh it's exactly what the title is he's a older uh patriarch of this family and these kids are finding out how to take over the company and there are current societal parallels in this that that are very interesting mm. and uh, there's just a bunch of twists that you don't see coming and there's a lot of funny 
funny moments in this show. So, um, I, I did you watch Game of Thrones on HBO? I did not. Okay, I, I've never had HBO Max. Yeah, okay. I've never had, I, and I've never, and I also haven't seen Ted Lasso yet. I, so, okay. I haven't gotten Apple Plus or anything like well, that. HBO, and this is the thing that I love about it. I I did not see all the Game of Thrones episodes or, or the the show really at all, but I do know that the wedding episodes. And this is not the a, red wedding. Spoiler, yeah, all the wedding yeah. episodes in Game of Thrones are like brutal. Like yeah. they're, like they're they're not what you would think a wedding should be fun and great succession kind of follows that that's just a little tease if anybody ever wants to watch it it's just uh it's it's great it's a great show that's ending i guess next sunday uh they'll have their final final episode but okay um yeah to me it's just like gosh you just get hung into the you, you get hung into every word that these people tell each other and it's almost like a moving play mm-hmm. on screen you got to check it. You should really. I, I, mean, I think you would like it. I know you don't have HBO Max. That's a commitment to get HBO Max, is. trust me. But, I mean, HBO uh, Max, like every screen, uh, streaming service does the, what, free trial yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yes, so. yes, they do. Um, highly recommended. It's, I'll have to wait until next Sunday. Show. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. that way I can binge the whole thing. Yep, yep. Uh, as for... The four, things I've been watching, I watched the Bob's Burgers season finale last <laughs> yeah. night. My wife and I, big Bob's Burgers fans. Gene, Gene, Gene. Over here. <laughs> Gene. That's, that's pretty good. I know. That's a pretty good. I know, it's pretty good. <laughs> Where are the burgers? Okay, do, Ar- burgers do Archer now. It's the same uh, is it? Is it really? Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't watch Archer. Voice. I don't watch Archer. It's the same actor, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, it was the thing about Bob's Burgers the last the last couple seasons is that they've kind of gone away from being just a pure comedy, and they have really dug into teaching more lessons about family and and all that sort of stuff. And so the this episode was was teaching. Louise about you know being proud of of accomplishments even uh, though the mm-hmm. it, it it ties in a are they going the Family Guy route in that way like, I don't know I've never watched I've never, oh, watched never watched Family Guy, guy. I assume sort I associate Family guy, guy with like just a million jokes and none of it makes sense <laughs> sure yeah just like random little <laughs> things I don't know that kind of anyway go go continue yeah so, they're, so they're, but that that's what it it was a very nice warming kind of episode it wasn't uh, my wife cried a little bit because it's kind of like we're new parents and so it's a big parenting moment mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. linda and louise and i it was very nice the other thing that's been on that is on my for you page though i would like you to describe what you see on my phone are you showing me a picture show me a take picture this. Uh, take a look it looks like a bunch of uh women in uh-huh. a uh in what looks like a formation, they're pictures um, on a wall. Pictures on a wall, and they're like, uh, if you take like a picture and you just tape them to make like yeah. another picture, that's what it looks like. I, I can't tell what the okay. picture is though. I have no, 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 no. Idea. you're fine. You're fine. No idea. So this is a screenshot from the TikTok of the band Dexter and the Moon Rocks. Okay. okay? They have gone viral because they have created the wall of hot tattooed women. Okay. Mm. If you look closely, every single photo is of a hot tattooed woman who has used their music to make thirst traps and to make this kind of content. And I want to, I will let the, um, I will let the guy who runs the page explain it. Okay. So, so, (laughs) So here you go. 
Okay, so the first thing you have to understand is that we are a band. This exists to promote our music, right? Now, back in October, these three hot tattooed women started going viral, and they were going viral to songs that sounded eerily similar to ours. Now, I realized if this is your taste in women, then you would like listening to our music. So, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be funny if I made a little conspiracy wall connecting all of them to us? And that's exactly what I did. And guess what? It was hilarious. And because our music f slaps, all of you started making us go viral on TikTok. <sighs> and now because we started going viral on TikTok, they all started following us back. More people wanted to be on the wall. Then they started using our songs on TikTok. Now some of them have even come to see us perform live. And because of this, the greatest marketing strategy ever, we have now been able to follow our dreams, sell out shows, sell merch, and do a bunch of really, really cool stuff that we never thought we would do because we were working blue collar jobs and working from home. <sighs> and that's pretty much it. So that's that's the thing that that's the I believe the drummer from Dexter in the can Moon we Rocks. can I recap that real quick? So this is it. what I'm getting so yeah. they were the women on the pictures on the wall yeah they had made videos yeah. of them getting a tattoo and they tagged this band's song no, no okay that is not what is oh, oh okay okay what happened is there were three women. That were that were doing thirst traps to music that sounded like theirs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And yep. then they went, and he goes, "Well, this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. If, if you like hot tattooed women, you'll probably <laughs> like our music." And so that's what he did, yep. and it has expanded, and they have become a, a pretty yep. successful yep. band. Uh, and I last checked this morning, they have just under half a million monthly listener, mm. listeners on Spotify. And I got to tell you, I like hot tattooed women. And I like their music. Yeah. Let me play yeah. it. This Go. is the this is the first minute of of my favorite of their songs. This is She Likes Girls. Acoustic? Well, you know, a little distorted guitar. Yeah. Oh, okay. She tastes exactly like the liquor that I stole in the sixth grade. It's sad cowboy music. Yeah. In my chest and throw it up as a Mistake. Here we go. And the clothes are on the floor and just builds. Okay. She tastes exactly like the liquor that I Parker, you look so impressed. I'm listening to the lyrics. This is good. What's the genre for that? What what what's the genre? Is that like rock? Uh, I would put it as indie like I, alternative rock. Because I, I think can, would be the the category. I can imagine hearing somebody play a song like that in like a rural bar yeah. in like you know the middle of any state. I guess in, it's in the country. It's definitely indie. Yeah. Like indie is definitely what what it would be under and then probably alternative rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that. That's great. Yeah. And hey. Hot tattooed women, you know. Hot tattooed <laughs> women, man. If you like hot tattooed women, listen to Dexter in <laughs> yep, the Moon like Rocks. Too. <laughs> I like that they use it to, you know, they use that. They they put it out on TikTok. It then helps them get this following. Like mm -hmm. like this entire circumstance, then you know, like yeah. like grows their career. That that's those are those are always pretty cool they, stories to hear they've, about. They've showed videos of them like 
being in front of sold out crowds and all this. So yeah. not like not like stadiums or anything like that, but the bar is full of people. Mm-hmm. That's huge for a ba- for a band of this size, you know, that sort of thing. And so it's it's cool to see that big W happen. I do have one other thing that I that came across my for you page. What you got? I have Angels outfielder Brett Phillips. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he used to play pickup basketball with Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> he was on a he was on a podcast called uh, Just Baseball Fans. Uh, here we go. Oh yeah, so uh, Randy lived next door. He moved in probably when I was in sixth, seventh grade. He loved playing basketball, man. He was out there every single day shooting hoops, and I'd be riding my bike home from school, and Randy would be out there, and he'd, hey, Maverick, he'd call me by my middle name. Let's shoot some hoops. So he'd be out there playing horse, and I never won one game. He crushed me, dude, (laughs) and I loved it. I just kept going back for some more. If you could play basketball, pick up basketball with anybody, Mm -hmm. any celebrity, Mm -hmm. do you think that there's one that jumps out to you, and is it better than Macho Man Randy Savage? No, probably not. (laughs) Uh because yeah. I mean, honestly, Macho Man Randy Savage might be my pick. As even if I lost to him all the time, can you imagine the trash talk? You know, you go you go up for a layup. Oh yeah, get that out of here, get brother. That do you think most professional wrestlers have good shooting form, or do you think it just looks completely I ridiculous? I think they're all super <laughs> stiff and their backs hurt a lot. So I don't think it's it's, almost, it's almost just like a push. Yeah, and just absolutely. The ball with two I hands. don't think at all they have good form, but they're big and they'll back you down the hoop, yeah. brother. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. There are probably some that that have some good hops. You know, are able to dunk the ball. I mean, some guys are seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. They got to be able to yeah. dunk the ball. Yeah. That sort of thing. I wonder what Andre the Giants like post play would have been like you know if he would have been put in the nba he was a frenchman you know victor Wimbenyama. he's a he's a he's a frenchman like like great call i think the two of them could be back you know one and two best nba players of all time would have been interesting television that's for Uh, sure sure. the lakers was seven foot six i think andre how how tall was andre the giant i'm gonna get I'll, i'll say like seven six six fifty 650 7-4, and he was billed at 520 pounds. Mm, okay, yeah, a little heavier. So, I thought he was heavier yeah. and taller, so I was wrong. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you want to talk about a guy with no vertical, Andre the Giant. <laughs> that guy, I, I, if, if both of his feet left the ground, that was a problem for everybody, yep. okay? <laughs> uh, but that is what I have for the four you finds, and that brings us to the end of this episode of Siza and the Stash. Parker, where can the lovely people find you? Uh, you're just putting me on the spot here. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Parker Siza, P-A-R-K-E-R-C-Y-Z-A. And I promise I'll stop spelling my name after the next episode. So next people, episode. People will be able to get it, and then sure. I can stop having to spell it. So sure. there it is, Parker I mean, Siza. Siza is still on the, <laughs> it's on the logo. It is spelled on the point. logo. It's a good point. It's but very, it's good it should be to, very easy to find. Yeah, It's good to remind people, yep. you know. I am Austin the Stash. Find me at Radio Guy Austin on both Twitter and Instagram. That is going to do it for Siza and the Stash this week. We'll be back next week with more sports, more internet, and all the weird in between. Thank you. See you next week. Peace.